Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new and exciting episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I'm your host, Leticia Latino, and with me today is uh, Kirk Piles. He's the CEO at Freewave Technology and has been described as an inspiring leader whose main focus has been how to bring 21st century tech to the remote parts of the world. That's a big mission, Kirk. Welcome to Back to Basics. Thank you, Leticia. I'm glad to be here. I'm very excited. So, um, of course, uh, anytime I interview a CEO, I'm very, very curious about that that journey to get you to where you are. So, why don't we go uh, back to your where you're from? And and I'm usually excited to learn about what were your passions as a young kid. Well, it's uh, it's pretty funny. I I grew up out east, outside of Philadelphia. Uh, actually, Joe Biden's sister lives in my old house now. But, oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's a nice fact. <laughs> Born in Delaware, and um, my dad was uh, a general manager for a division of Hewlett-Packard mm-hmm. in the area. And that's really where I got my first taste of you know, what is business like, technology. Uh, he was at the forefront of some wacky things called gas grammatographs and you know, it, and that became Agilent over time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But so growing up out East really enjoyed, you know, paying attention to what my dad was doing and lots of sports and outdoors type stuff, but then headed to Colorado for college and uh, really didn't do a whole lot in Colorado other than ski. So <laughs> <laughs> took some time off and uh, ended up getting, um, uh, traveling a fair bit overseas, living in India for a while with my dad on a, a joint venture with Hewlett Packard. Oh, nice. um, again, seeing a, a large part of the world, different parts of the world. And um, finally decided to go back and get my bachelor's degree. And that was in uh, creative writing of all things. Wow. And I my master's degree in fiction writing. I love and, that. I love that because you see, I'm sure that with the interview, and that's why I'm sorry that I stopped you, but I'm sure that, you know, you give the bio of the person and I'm sure some of my audience, oh, he's a tech guy. I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> By now you say, oh, a tech guy. No, a writer, you know, uh, you know, someone that has a degree <laughs> in writing now, a tech guy. Now I think we have some people's attention here. <laughs> this yeah, it was pretty funny. I uh, I was living in Mexico with my wife at the time, teaching English to oil executives while finishing my master's degree. And um, we became pregnant. Mm-hmm. I panicked, <laughs> headed back to Colorado looking for a job. And um, lucky enough, my, my older brother knew some folks that needed low-level salespeople in technology and there I was, hand out, and uh, they said, come on in and start working. And it was right during that, uh, the internet bubble. So oh. nobody knew what they were doing, but I, I glommed on to that and uh, started working with routers and switches and firewalls, moved on to wireless. And uh, that really was my how my career started in technology, was a need 
for health insurance. <laughs> uh, well, I love it. I love it. I think that's, uh, you know, that that honesty, um, it's great because a lot of people, they are very stuck into what they chose as a career or, you know, or maybe I'm not a tech person. Would you, well, you had that exposure to technology through your dad. Right. So I'm sure that it didn't feel completely foreign to you, but still, you know, it was something that maybe, you know, you, you just gave it a shot. You sound like the kind of person, if you go and travel the world and don't have like a set plan that you have allowed life to happen to you, would you describe that as a? Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of experiences for sure. Um, and have taken advantage of many of those experiences along the way to sort of move my ball, move the ball forward in my, whether it's personal life or career, you know, follow trends and just enjoy what I'm doing. So it's, uh, yeah, the technology road wasn't foreign to me so much as uh, just another adventure to go down. And um, once in technology, I think you probably know it's, it's just a lot of fun and there's always something new to learn and people to, to meet. So I've, I've had a great career, mostly doing sales type roles. This is my first CEO job, but, you know, global presence, always traveling, meeting people, uh, typically working with uh, startups within larger companies or turnaround companies, you know, that once were great and now they're pivoting in another, another direction, which is sort of what we're doing in Freewave right now is uh, pivoting the company towards a much broader market. Mm-hmm. Um, Newer technologies, newer solutions versus, um, you know, Freewave got its role or its start with narrowband radios, providing connectivity in very remote spots of the of the world. You know, tops of mountains, out in fields. Um, you know, helping with agriculture, oil, gas, USGS, whatever it is. To now, where we're uh, we're still doing narrowband radios, but now pulling the making the entire solution so people can just plug and play, get the data they want, because that's all anybody really cares about. They don't really care how it gets there as long as it it shows up and they can manipulate it and make some changes and see what's happening. So Absolutely. Well, and I'm, I spent 25 years of my career in telecom and you're probably my hundred and some interviews the first time someone says narrow band uh, radio in <laughs> on the show. <laughs> So just for the record, I I wasn't the one saying narrowband. No, no, but it's great. It's fascinating. <laughs> I think it's uh, and you know, I'm a big advocate about uh, workforce and and our in our industry in general, because you guys have a big mission. You want to bring new technology and bring this communication everywhere in the world. And 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 some people forget because we're so used, and especially in developed countries, that you know we have connectivity all the time. But there's a lot of people that can still don't make a phone call wherever they live or that is extremely hard to make that phone call. So when, you know, I talk to someone else that like us, our main job is to enable communications. And that to me, it makes me tick when, when we talk about back to basics and, and, you know, and decompress the technology and, and what we do in the, in the, in the tech aspect of the house and what we do in the actual, you know, doing good for the world. And so, and so I know, I know that what you're doing is very focused on getting those people right in, in, in those areas. It's, you know, we, we, for years, we're very much focused on the communications piece as, and we still are, but now we're looking at more standards-based communications technologies, Wi-Fi, LTE, 5G, et cetera, satellite. What we're really here is to, you know, solve people's problems. You know, someone wants to, 
know what their tractor is doing 50 miles away from, you know, the headquarters of a farm, we provide that information. They want to see if there's water in the well where all the cows are about to go for the next 10 days. We can provide that. These drones that are flying around Africa delivering uh, medical supplies, you know, they want to make sure that they follow all those uh, sort of FAA equivalent guidelines, but they also want to make sure they don't crash into one another. And that's the stuff we provide for those types of applications and entities. We give them the, either the radio or the technologies in the radio to make sure that they can communicate with one another from very, very far places and have the robustness to get that data back so they can see what's going on. Did they deliver the supplies as they had said they were going to? I was on their website the other day. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about their the, this company, so I'm being very vague. No, nah, that's fine. <laughs> but the only billion-dollar unicorn drone delivery uh, company in the United States, so yeah. you can look them up. Yeah. Starts with this E, ends with a line. <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, and 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 so it's so fascinating. And I know now in your role as CEO, you probably have part of your job is to inspire your team, right? And a lot of the of what the podcast is about is how do we keep people aligned with their what matters to them, and how do we transition into you know just doing a job to doing something that we're passionate about and something that we enjoy doing. So I, I'm curious to know what kind of messaging or inspiration you give to your team into how to land in that sweet spot. Absolutely. You know, the last couple of years as we've been doing this pivot away from just a communications company to a solutions company, and then COVID hit, you know, we became a 100% work from home, mm -hmm. except for our manufacturing facility. They're still in the office every day, but it became much harder to communicate on a regular basis. So with the help of our, our HR team and senior leadership, we decided to have, uh, you know, monthly middle managers meetings to make sure people know what they're doing, how they're doing, how things are progressing. And then we do an all hands every quarter. And we talk about the the new opportunities that are coming in our way and how, how we're either saving lives, helping the environment, making sure, you know, is, you know, people look at oil and gas as, you know, this horror uh, environmentally bad. But when we start putting our environmental sensors out into the oil fields and the methane sensors, now you can actually help the oil and gas people be more environmentally friendly. And, and that's a huge piece of the puzzle for our, our employees. They wanna feel like what we're doing means something. So the discussions about delivering medical supplies into Africa and India and, and such, that's a huge piece. And then just lately we've, we've built, um, through a partner of ours, we do some contract manufacturing as well. Uh, we, we helped uh, with a product and a visualization application for, a very large utility company that's had um, over time has had some underground equipment blow up and kill people and start fires. And now we've we put some equipment on that, their equipment to monitor it in real time to stop those things from happening. So letting people know what we're up to from the engineers to the manufacturing folks that, you know, we're not just building products and it's, you know, there's no real end run, we talk about the customers and what we're doing with them and how we're making a difference in the world. And that seems to resonate internally and externally as we talk to, you know, other folks wondering what we're up to. So that's great. I think that's definitely a push for conscious leadership and more engaged leadership and understanding 
better, you know, employees. Never before we've had a situation where people are really like, I guess it's COVID that gave it to us as a gift, I call it, that really looking into what they're doing, how they're spending their lives in their jobs. And, and like for the first right. time, people are feeling empowered in a way to say, this is a time I'm going to create a career change. And that's why, you know, as CEOs, it's very important to have an environment in our companies where we can have our people thrive and, and inspire people not just to have a job, but to enjoy, you know, what they do and, and, and to be committed to that. Yeah, it's it's been really quite nice to have the the senior team that I have around me, a dedicated group. And uh, as we continue to pivot, everybody reminds one another what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're helping. You know, just another anecdote, working with a large pivot irrigation company, you know, they've been just, people just run water because that's what you do. You run water, you throw fertilizer, but no one was really monitoring, you know, did they need it? Is it helping? Now with, you know, soil sensors, environmental sensors, actually, you know, give the right amount of water, the right amount of fertilizer to each little section of a field, saving, you know, tens of thousands of gallons of water every day and not over fertilizing. And effectively, you know, the yields are going up, you know, 2x, 3x every year in these fields because they're getting smarter about the data that's coming out of those sensors. And that's what we provide. Awesome. Oh, here's here's your data. How can you make it work for you? Awesome. Well, I get excited because this is my industry. So I, I know, but uh, I don't know if uh, uh, everybody resonates with that. But I think technology is going to catch up with everybody, no matter how much we resist it. Right. Right. So so another question I had, I'm sure people also want in, in my type of audience, you know, you're a CEO. You have said, you know, you're an outdoors person. You're, you know, that whole thing about finding that harmony into a very demanding job. You travel a lot, but also, you know, being there for your family, being there doing things you enjoy. Do you have any type of uh, practice, anything that you stick with, any activities that that you, how you stay true to also enjoying life? Well, I, I live in Colorado, so <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity to do outdoor things. And I, I pretty much participate in uh, just about everything I can. So skiing, mountain biking, kayaking, hiking, side-by-sides, Yada yada yada. You name it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I I really good, bad, or indifferent. I've made a conscious effort that at you know five o'clock on Friday night, I don't bother anybody else in the company if, unless it's really important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I let people know. Feel free to ring me up, but you know, if it can wait till Monday, wait. And I really I try and stress that within the company that everybody take the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know. Go out, do fun things, get recharged. I mean, the, the technology piece of what we do is constant. And if you don't step away from it every now and again, you're just going to feel like you're in the grind. And, you know, and there's times for that, certainly when we're launching new products or we have a huge opportunity, you know, we're working through the weekends. But if you can, I try and make sure people are enjoying Colorado in their lives. Uh, really, we move from, um, you know, the regular, like, two weeks of vacation and a week every year. Uh, now it's unlimited vacation for everybody in the company. So oh, I like that. manager's approval, you know, go do stuff. And I encourage it. I really, I feel like every time someone comes back from a week or two of vacation, they're just 10 times better than what they were before. And, mm-hmm. you know, happy to be with their, 
do what they're doing. So ah, that's great. Yeah, that is great. I, I never heard that, but I think it's awesome. Unlimited vacation. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will have that reaction like, oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure maybe <laughs> people take less vacation than if they had the three week vacation. Maybe they take it, but they take one, two week because I feel that well, and I'm European, you know, my family is Italian. So in Italy, yeah. the summer in Europe, the summer is everybody takes August in Italy. You cannot find anybody for the love of God. Right. You know, of right. course, the shops and the tourist area, that's when the country thrives. But on the industrial side, like if you go to Milano and the northern part, most companies, you know, they take people take two or three weeks break and nobody blinks about it. And right. that and that in the US, I find you'd find four days and people four days. And it's like such a big deal. Like we don't take the longer, a little bit longer, but I think with one longer vacation, one or two weeks, you really come back fully recharged. And it's almost like you don't need another break because you have enough gasoline to keep going rather than having this little one day here, one day there that don't, don't allow you to completely recharge. Yeah, I, I'm pretty religious about taking at least uh, a full week to 10 days. And I, I'll go down a, a remote river somewhere in the West and, uh, where there is no cell service. Nice. You're you're off the grid and nobody can find you. Uh, last year, inconveniently, I had to bring a satellite phone as we were doing an acquisition. But it was I used it like one day and I was like, screw this. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, good. You guys call me if you need me. I'll leave it on. But yeah, yeah nobody. Nobody called. Yeah. So it was good. And then you realize yeah. when people are empowered and you really have given clear directions into what, you know, yes, there might be exemptions, but it's not, you know, like it, it works like you can really right. make it happen. And and so that that's amazing. So in terms of the writing, did you go back? I know you write. I, I've read some stuff on your Web page. Do you do any writing on a regular basis? Because with that degree, I'm, I'm sure that <laughs> has to be somewhere in your in your, you know, in your mind that you want to write. Yeah, I mean, I, I do some amazing emails, but <laughs> I also, um, I, I do keep a journal, which is fun, and I've, I have started and stopped writing different short stories and articles many times. It's something I'm looking forward to in retirement. Okay. I think I'll, I'll be able to get back to it. I, the My dad is always saying, why aren't you writing? Why aren't you? I'm like, I can't get my mind in the right you, know, you you start moving that direction, then you're back into the business world, and then you've got to like try and get back into the imaginary. You know, thinking about what you're going to write, and I hear it you. just hasn't really worked for me to go crossing between the two the two jobs, I guess, or um, activities. activities. Okay, well, yeah. I I have the the hint that you are a great writer, so I definitely. We'll hope you don't wait until retirement and you write something sooner. But uh, but yeah, it's it's fascinating to to see how diverse our talents are from you know creative writing to full on tech uh, guru. So anything else, Kirk, that we haven't touched that is exciting either personally to you to what your company's initiative that you want to share with us? Yeah, you know, it's what I think has really been interesting in, in this COVID time is. How, you know, I keep reading about different companies bringing people back and setting like a two, three sort of schedule. And 
And, uh, you know, I bring this back to sort of my, my daughters at the Colorado School of Mines. And when COVID hit, my son was at school. They would send out a, a information to the kids and the parents every day on what was going to happen with COVID. And School of Mines, like at the beginning, sent out three sentences. You're adults. Don't be stupid. Wear a mask. And that was it. And I, I sort of look at that same sort of approach with with our employees, we're like, okay, you know, we have some people that were anti-mask, anti-vax. I didn't care. I'm like, look, the, the main thing is we're all adults. We don't want to get people sick. Please act accordingly if you have it. And, and everybody has and, and continues to do so. And people are coming into the office as they want to, to have interactions and relationships. And I, I feel like, you know, adults are that adults. So let's treat them like adults. And let them make the choices if they want to be in the office or not, if they want to go on vacation or not. And productivity is going up and up for us. And I think that's really about letting people have the life choices. We're all sitting in front of a computer doing our jobs. You can do it whenever, <laughs> whenever you want. And as long as we're, you know, achieving our objectives, I don't see why anybody has to tell you how you go about your job. Well, uh, so. that's great. That's a great thought. And I think that's why your company is thriving and you're thriving because I think the more you empower, the more you let people be happy in their workplace, the more they want to give back to the company, the more they want to make a difference. So uh, this is this is fantastic. One last question, although I know you're an outdoor person and probably it's a repetitive one, but in those days where you are at your lowest, like you feel, you know, not things are not going good, you are questioning everything. What's the go-to thing that reminds you who you are, what makes you tick, that you say, this is my source to really get my energy back and and go at it again? I live in a little town way up in the mountains called Grand Lake, Colorado. And uh, in the summertime, when I'm at my lowest or I'm really just fighting through whatever it might be, uh, I'll take a paddleboard and go out on the lake early in the morning before the sun's even up and watch the sunrise and uh, take a you know thermos of coffee. And I might stay out there for three or four hours. I've done conference calls out on the water. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's really nice um, to be able to do that. And in the winter, uh, I'll just go typically, if, if I need to do something, I'll just go snowshoe in the in back country. And it's just so beautiful and quiet that uh, you can actually start thinking about things. So yeah, the outdoors play a lot in my life when I, when I need to focus on stuff. Awesome. Well, and, and you live in the perfect place for that. So definitely I, I can see a lot of alignment in all, you know, the things <laughs> we have discussed. So I thank you so much, Kirk, for this interview. I know you're going to inspire people how to be, you know, leader and, and, and lead a life that really took you in ways that maybe wasn't what you were expecting, but how you have created this incredible career uh, is very inspiring. And I wish you all the best for you and, and the company. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe Rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.